Hello guys and girls and welcome back to another episode on Becoming the Trader podcast. Hope you're all doing fantastic and you're ready for this episode. So join with me today. Really, really excited. So Caesar is on the podcast today. So Caesar's actually just a bit of background on Caesar. He's actually been with the Falcon product from the very early stages, from the very beginning. So he's seen it grow in the evolution of the Falcon strategy and he's gone through ups and downs himself. He's got some really interesting insights to share. And we're going to be going into detailed stuff like scaling up, taking on investor capital, and I'm confident you're going to take away tons of value. Caesar, how's it going on your end? Great, man. Great. Thank you for having me. Uh, it's, everything's going well on my end. You're welcome. So you're currently in uh, Miami at the moment? Yeah, yeah. Miami, Florida. Born and raised here. Nice, nice. So for the people that, let's say, don't know you in the community or people that other traders, you know, why don't we start off a little bit about your beginning side of your journey in terms of you know how long you've been trading so how many years have you been trading to now so i've been trading for about three and a half years um i spent about a year and a few months with another group another strategy um and, and there were good people in there it's just the strategy didn't really fit me too well uh, it was based mm -hmm. off support resistance indicators um and then it was around april 2017 um well actually a, a month before that, that i found out about falcon i, I saw it on instagram Mm -hmm. um and i decided to check out the the initial webinar the free webinar and i thought it was pretty cool so i'm like okay this looks really simple it looks pretty easy to understand um so on april 2017 is when i made the jump and i, I joined falcon um and it's been great ever since i, I just love seeing how much it's grown um especially because back then there was less than 50 members now there's over a thousand members which is insane <laughs> yeah. yeah no and, and, and i just said like i imagine like a few a few years from now we're probably gonna reach like ten thousand members so it's gonna be awesome seeing that growth yeah it's, it's been insane the uh, the lives that have been impacted and i think that's the most important thing right impacting you know there's so many people that trade different ways there's other ways to trade there's different styles but what is is very very apparent that the majority of people that you know come into falcon it resonates with them because they see the market in a different light for the first time and touching on that how did you how did you feel you know you traded a support resistant based style you know th those styles can work as well how did you feel when you kind of saw the the clean price action no real mess and things like that was it kind of <laughs> alien or was it like right i'm just a bit curious what's going on here how did you feel I, th I thought it was too good to be true honestly because i was used to you know just sitting like five seven percent a month um, with the other strategy and then when i came mm -hmm. into falcon and um honestly w within like the first six months i was already hitting double digit percentage um i, I was just like astonished i was like okay <laughs> this is really real you know i could actually do this in the long run um mm. i never imagined myself like hitting 10 to 12 15 20 percent a month i never imagined me having those type of months i always thought like okay seven percent is a godly number so if I could hit like seven, eight percent, I'm I'm set, which is still good. It's it, it's a good return. Don't get me wrong, but uh, yeah, when I, when I saw Falcon, I thought it was too good to be true. But I mean, it's amazing. <laughs> I I think it is still too good to be true because the amount of content you put out and for the price of uh, being part of Falcon, I think it's it's really valuable and it's it's really worth it. You know. No, well, first I really appreciate that, and uh, I think the value is the most important thing. You know. And what, like I always like to push to, to a lot of people, there's got to come a point where you invest in your education, right? You have exactly. to invest in your education if you want to get something. And that's, that's tried and true for, for every industry. You know, a lot of people see things as cost and that's normally where they get it wrong. You need to, you need to enjoy and feel good about investing in your education. Well, it doesn't matter if that's in property, in trading, you've got to put the work in and pay your dues if you like, because that is what gets people. You don't really hear of successful people where they, 
kind of got their way for free to the top. You know, you can learn things online for free and things like that, but you need to surround yourself with like-minded people, people that are doing it, learning from people that are doing it. And I think that progresses you so much quicker. I mean, a little bit about your journey right now. So how, how long would you say you've been consistent? You, you might've had, if you had months where you've been inconsistent or what would you say your average has been now? Yeah. So I've been consistent. I want to say around towards the end of 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when I've been hitting, I started hitting a lot of positive months. And then I had a rough patch actually in the summer of 2018. Um, again, I had a, a few personal things that happened and I don't mind sharing this, but it's basically like my grandma had passed away and I was working full time and I was trying to juggle a lot of things, a lot of emotions. And I oh, thought, wow. okay, you know, it, no, it's all good. It's all good. You know, stuff like that happens, but uh, I, I feel like in itself, you always want to look for the blessing in disguise, right? And it was a blessing. Like it, it showed me like, okay, you know, things like this are going to happen when I'm trading full time. Um, Cause I, I had told myself, uh, oh, maybe I can go, what's it called? Maybe I can go quit my job and around that time, summer of 2018. Um, mm-hmm. And then go full-time trading. But that actually showed me that I wasn't ready for it. Like, I wasn't really prepared, you know? Um, mm-hmm. So the blessing in disguise was just like, there is going to be a lot of emotions outside of trading. I need to find a way of how to, I guess, like, uh, manage it, not let it leak into my trading life. And the best way to do it is just taking some time off the charts. You know, you, you can still analyze. You can still do all that stuff, watch the webinars, but just not taking trades in general. Uh, mm-hmm. that, that would be the best way to handle it. Uh, but then after that rough patch, I, I've been consistent ever since. Um, and it wasn't even like that bad of, I guess, like that three month period. Mm-hmm. I had ended up about negative 14% for those three months. Mm-hmm. But then the next month, which was August, I had made back about 13%. So literally, like I made back most of my returns, <laughs> most of what I lost. <laughs> so oh, I see, I see. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, it, again, it's insane, the potential of Falcon. Um, so yeah, I, I got out of that little drawdown and I've been good ever since. See, see, it's interesting how you, how you've kind of coped with that and it, and it just goes to show you, right. And, um, you've experienced it for yourself, like things, life, things, you know, horrible things are going to happen. Right. But you've got to learn how to deal with them. You've got to learn how to manage them and cope with them. And just because you have a bit of a rough patch, let's say, you know, over a three months period in the 14% drawdown, does that mean that you're not a good trader? Does that mean that you forgot how to trade or that you're not going to turn it around? not at all it's how you cope with it and how you deal with it moving forward and you realize did that affect your yearly return not in the slightest you know that hasn't changed a thing and the reason is to why i mean you know this is a topic that i want to go into as well of of scaling up and taking on investor capital just so we kind of get into the part that i really want to talk about here is it just goes to show you your goal was to hit the goal you want to do doesn't always happen on the exact time that you want it to happen as long as you keep doing the things that you know you need to do, you know, it's not always about knowing exactly when it's more so asking yourself the question, am I doing what I need to be doing to achieve the goal in the first place, whether it happens in December 18 or it happens in December two nine, you know, 2019, whatever it is, am I actually moving towards it? And touching on your sort of goal of where you are at now, you know, not everybody's goals to trade investor capital, not everybody needs to, but for those people that are interested in that side of things, so where are you at in terms of that? Are you looking to take it on very soon? Yeah, so my, my goal is by the end of the year to start taking investors' capital. And I do know a few potential investors. I already reached out to them and kind of show them like what I do and you know what, mm-hmm. their, what their annual returns would look like. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that's definitely a goal of mine. And I, I, I want to say like the potential investor that I have right now, the most likely one, he's willing to invest over a, a good six-figure amount with me. Um, nice. and I, I can guarantee, not guarantee, but 
his annual return would be anywhere from like 12 to 15 percent for the year and then the rest would obviously be kind of like my paycheck you know um yes. so i'm really excited for that that's that's going to be another journey in itself because just scaling up to that amount um it's going to be a process, you know, just, you want to take your time with it. Obviously, you know, I'm not going to take in, let's say the full uh, quarter million or half a million or whatever it is that he wants to invest, but mm -hmm. I'll take it step by step. Maybe start off with like the first 50,000 and then next month add in like another 50,000. Um, and then the following month, maybe a hundred grand, something like that. Uh, mm -hmm. But I'm just curious, like how would you, let's say if somebody gives you half a million to invest mm -hmm. um, and you're trading an account that's less than 50 grand, how would you kind of, uh, I guess, scale up your capital? How good you, question. So, so, so good question, dude. So firstly, you know, congratulations. That's absolutely sick. You got, because <laughs> <laughs> you got, you've you got, you, you've got to understand, you know, I remember our original first Skype call, you know, I remember Skyping you for, for the very first time. And obviously numerous Skype calls after that was insane. You know, talking about these type of goals, it's a, uh, you know, it might feel like you just like progress and it's normal for you. But even for, for me as a mentor to see that happen, this, this is the, these type of conversations what I lived for. This is why I started the project in the first place to know that things like that are happening and they're going to happen. And then you say to me, look, Mark, you know, I'm just taking on a quarter of a mill. Just like, you know, like it's nothing. I'm just taking on a half a mill. Like you're <laughs> like what, 23 years old? Yeah. Yeah. I'm 23. I forgot to mention that. <laughs> it, that's what I mean. Like you've hustled and you've put the work in and, and it's stuff like that, that, you know, that, that makes me truly proud, but yeah, just honestly, you, you deserve all of it. And I, I know you're going to do, you're going to absolutely smash it, but going into that question, right? It's a really good question in terms of scale. So how do you want to do it? Let's say for example, you're trading less than 50 or let's say you're trading 50 or a little bit more and you get given half a mil. Do you go straight in at half a mil? Some people can. Would I recommend it? Probably not from my own experience because I struggled with it. The most important thing you want to do is minimize the impact. So do it in stages and set yourself a goal, right? And I don't mean set yourself a goal to be able to get a certain percentage because then you're just trying to force it on the market. Set yourself a goal. Let's say you think, right, I'm trading 50. He wants to give me 500. I'm going to just slowly do it in increments. I'm going to take 100, right? So you take that 100 first just to ease yourself into it, even if it's for four weeks, right? And mm -hmm. what you're going to do is you're going to test yourself in that four-week period and say, right, in that four-week period, now I'm risking $1,000 per trade at your 1% risk, assuming, right? And you're going to track your performance, not just how well you do, but how well you stick to your plan. And there's a really important part that I'm saying here, how well you stick to your plan. Because when you take on more capital, more emotions can be involved. And you might start, you might start taking trades that are close to your plan, but not actually in line with your plan that's sustainable or something you do over and over again. You then have a great month, right? You actually have a 9% month or a 10% month on that new capital. And you're not realizing that you're deviating from your plan a little bit. You think, well, well, I can do it on 100, 150. Why don't just just top up to 300 now, 400? I'm ready for this, right? You then take a little slight bad habit, just a tiny tweak. And then you start thinking, well, I'm going to trade it now. And then something goes wrong. Because those trades that you slightly deviated from because you didn't cross-reference it with your plan, you then start going into a bit of drawdown suddenly. And I'm, I'm saying this is going to happen to me, right? You know, you start going off your plan a little bit and then you take three losses in a row. Let's say those three losses are $3,000 per position. You're now in nine, $9,000, you know, drawdown that you're not used to seeing those figures. You're not used to right. seeing that down, right? You're then thinking, what is going on here? What have I done? Have I made a mistake? You start second guessing yourself, start questioning yourself. The key thing here is, right, however you deal with the monetary side, you can minimize that impact. 
you know, different ways. Everybody's going to have a different value attached to the money side. Some people it affects, some people it doesn't bother them. But the most important thing is making sure that you're doing the same thing that got you consistent in the first place, which is your plan that you clearly follow very, very well. So it's about you diligently, especially for the first six months, three to six months, for you to look back and constantly refine that and say, right, yep, stuck to my plan at 80% of the time. Let's say your threshold is that you normally stick anywhere between you know, 80 to 90% of the time you stick to your plan. There's always a tiny bit of discretion, so it's not always going to be 100%. In three months' time, you need to look back at that and say, with this new capital, I've been doing the same thing. You know, I've still been sticking 80, 90%. So you know it's not, not saying it's a fluke, but you know it's something you're going to sustain and grow with. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. I know it's a bit of a long-winded answer, but it's, that's what it is, you know? Um, and it's important mm-hmm. that you, you do these things because if you're going to scale to 300, 500, then you might want to do a mill. You want, might want to do more. I'm not sure exactly what the monetary side of the goals that you want to do, but you have to minimize the impact, which is, of course, not looking at the whole account as the whole account. So let's say it's 500 rather than you looking at it as 500, which you could talk up in your mind so much. You know, like, wow, I'm trying to hunt 500,000 pounds. <laughs> you know, like, even, even saying like 500,000 to half a mil. You know, yeah. half a mil sounds different to 500,000. No, that's true. That's true. And I've never seen money like that. I mean, I come from a family that's not like well off. So, you know, even let's say like $50,000 is still like a large amount of money. For me. So <laughs> that's definitely a mindset thing there. Oh, for, for sure. And, and this, is, this is why it's so important to minimize the impact. If you're trading 100K, stop seeing it as 100K. See it as 1,000. You're only controlling 1,000 pound per trade. Yep. So why, why do you need to magnify the whole account in your mind for you to make you know, bad decisions and hesitate? You don't need that. You set yourself up for success is what I'm trying to say. So when you come in, the reason I'm going on about this, because this is, I want you to have the best, smoothest process possible. Now, you can't ever guarantee that. But if I can just offer a bit from my experience of what I've personally found is that, yes, I did struggle with the money side of things when I started trading more money. It, it, it got to me a bit. I can't tell you the exact reason why, but it did. I don't think anybody... Uh, just goes with a smooth process and you're just like, fine, yeah, chuck 10 times what I'm trading now and I'm suddenly comfortable. <laughs> but you just, you have an attachment to money to an extent, but it doesn't stay there forever. That's what I'm saying. You do get used to it. It becomes normal. Just like if you have a Ferrari, first couple of weeks, you're like buzzing. And then after two weeks, it's normal. It's just your Ferrari or McLaren or whatever it may be, you know, <laughs> you get used to it is what I'm trying to say. You know, is that how you <laughs> feel about your McLaren? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? Anything that I've ever got, you know, you, you get so excited in the first, you know, day or two and things like that, but you will be surprised how quickly the novelty wears off. <laughs> and, then, and, and, and then you just go back to the same thing. You're like, yep, I've done it. That's cool. Ticked it off. Then you start thinking about the real goals are not always the materialistic goals. The real goals are, are the, the questions you have with yourself, you know, any yes, insecurities yes. that you need to overcome. Those are the real big elephants in the room that people are not facing. So I, I like to push myself more out of things like that. You know, I used to be terrified of public speaking, for example, as a big, big no, no for me. And now I love it. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't mean that I'm, you know, I want to get up on stage and talk every single day, but (laughs) like there's always going to be elements of nerves and things I can improve on, but I love it. So I'm more interested at this stage. How can I just keep becoming the better version of myself? And I don't measure that based off, Oh, here's a little bit more money or, here's another goal, here's another watch, you know. I like to reward myself based off of milestones now. So there's, there's a particular watch that I like that I'll, you know, I could, well, technically I could go get it now, but I just don't see any value in getting it because it's like I'm rewarding myself for nothing, you know. 
there's a few more right. goals that I want to achieve. And then once I achieve those goals, I will then reward myself with that watch as a side effect. And then that watch will symbolize something far more powerful than the watch itself, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. And I wanted to like touch on something that you had mentioned um, previously, basically, you know, setting yourself up for success. I, mm -hmm. I want to say like that, that's so important right there. Like just knowing how your routine is. And I'm not saying like have a perfect routine, but just being consistent with your routine. You know, you get me. Mm -hmm. um, it, it's so important to, for you to be a successful trader to have a, such a good routine. Let's say like uh, doing forecasting um, in the morning or doing some back testing in the morning. Or basically, I, like I'll say my routine. Uh, like I wake up in the morning, I stretch for like a five, 10 minutes. Um, and then I'll, I'll go do a nice little shower. Not, not like a long shower, just like two to five minutes. Just kind of refresh myself. I'll drink a mm -hmm. bottle of water. Um, I'll get on the charts. Um, I might spend like a minute or two just kind of like uh, med meditating or just reminding myself of things to be grateful for. Uh, so like a gratitude session, let's say. And then I'll jump nice. on the charts. Uh, and I feel like that having a routine like that is so important to set yourself up for success. And not only that, but then also like doing forecasting every day um, in the morning, at night, doing some back testing, maybe not every day, but you know, a good amount of times per week stuff like that is really important for you to be consistent. And I, a lot of people ask me like, Oh, how is it that, well, what is the one thing that mm. got you consistent? And I, I honestly want to say, it's just knowing how your routine routine is and uh, doing a lot of forecasting. Um, and also with the forecasting thing with my other strategy, I would only forecast like one or two scenarios with Falcon. You, you forecast like dozens of scenarios. <laughs> so it's like, you're prepared for anything. It's like, you know, you know what the market is going to do. So, it's like you detach yourself from whatever it is. Let's say there's a big impulse that you weren't, that you didn't see, uh, like you're expecting like a bearish scenario to be the more probable mm -hmm. um, scenario case, but you get a bearish uh, bullish impulse. That's what's it called? You already forecasted it, so you know you're prepared for it. Like you're not going to be surprised by anything like that. Exactly. So you're not shocked by doing that. You know you're expecting mm -hmm. uh, you're expecting impulse to the downside. Suddenly the market moves to the upside you already knew that in your mind and accepted it. I think that's the key word, isn't it? You accepted yeah, that that, accepted. That, can, yeah. that can happen. And when, once you actually accept that what you think is going to happen doesn't have to happen, it's like the best feeling in the world. No longer do you have this constant attachment towards where you think the market has to go. You know, mm -hmm. Euro pound, yeah. for example, you're, you're a pound right now. We're looking at the move to the downside. I'm currently not in Euro pound. I'm in pound Swiss. Um, you're, you're in a couple of trades Euro pound, aren't you? Right, right. Uh, I have two trades right now running. Nice, nice. So, you know, we're already prepared. If you're a pound, it hasn't reached that triple top yet, right? So if it breaks the downside now and keeps going, then we could look back and say, well, I had to wait. You know, I was only waiting for that triple top. Well, you'll be forever constantly waiting for everything. You know, it doesn't always have to complete the pattern. You need to know the variables. Okay. So what is the possible, what is a high enough criteria that fits my plan that I can still take it, which is, you know, how you got in Euro pound and you've got a scaling as well, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Knowing the possible, the probable and the, I guess, higher probable scenarios. That's all key to like being a successful trader. Definitely. hundred, hundred percent. And you know, from, from your sort of experience now, you've been in Falcon for a while, right? Imagine mm -hmm. you speaking to somebody that's, you know, not consistent yet, maybe hasn't broken through and might, may have even been in the Falcon community for, for a long time what would be your advice to the beginners and also to people that have been struggling for a while okay so definitely back test that's key because you can't just come into the market let's say if you're new or, or if you've never back tested you can't just come into the market and start taking uh 
trades, risk entries, reduce risk, whatever it is, and expecting expecting them to play out. Because if you don't backtest, like you don't know which which setup is a better setup, um, and it ties into like knowing valid versus high probability. <clears throat> like you gotta have that sort of ratio, just like you said before. Because um, some people they'll be trading and they won't know what a valid or high probability setup is, and they're taking like ten valid setups and only one or two high probability setups, and then they look mm-hmm. at the results and they're like, oh, why is it that I'm at break even every month, or why is it that like barely in the positive or whatever mm-hmm. um it's just because you don't know the type of trades you're taking and for you to know the type of trades you're taking you could either go through the experience of spending like a few years making a lot of mistakes or you get back to us for a month to um just like really what's it called really rigorous back testing like just spending a lot of hours every day um like two to three hours a day really um and then you'll build that confidence you'll build that experience so like back testing is a key thing. <laughs> back testing and then of course forecasting, just like we mentioned before, forecasting all the different scenarios. Um, not only the more probable one, but also the possible. So you're you're accepting all the possible outcomes. See, I, I love that. And it's it's so, so important. You know, back testing is of course such a key part of things, but it's so important that you view it in the right way. There's I feel like there's a negative connotation towards back testing. As, as soon as that word gets mentioned, it's like, oh no, I've got to put in the work. You know, <laughs> is something that people avoid but avoiding back testing is like that's like going to the gym and avoiding bench squats like all the all the core compound yes, exercises. Yes. that's like you know you're avoiding everything that's going to build you up in the first place so you spending you know like you said v- vigorous back testing for whether it's a month or two and really mm-hmm. understanding it enjoying that that's going to pay you so much dividends on a, on a subconscious level in the future because you're going to look at things like pound Swiss, for example, and say, hmm, don't really like taking a, a reduced risk. I, I find that the bear flags, uh, that they seem to be a little bit unreliable. And just that language right there, I find the bear flags to be a little bit unreliable. Okay, why is that then? If you were to ask them and say, oh, no, I was just done a bit of back testing. I just noticed it. Did you notice it? Or did you go do some vigorous back testing? And you subconsciously have picked that up now because you've seen it over and over and over again. What does that yes. do? That's huge for your performance. So I think people underestimate that subtleness of, how you then just describe a chart off the cuff, just, yeah, I tend not to focus on that because I noticed this. Well, how do you notice that? That you've got to put in some work to notice that. So that shows me <laughs> like you're switched on. And I think that's what people are underestimating of what you're really finding in backtesting. Yes, it's for you to see that strategy works. And yes, it's for you to see what type of setups. But the big part of backtesting is for you to build that subconscious blueprint in your mind, if you like that, right? When this happens, this normally does this. And you get a bit of an instinct. You can't teach instinct. That's why that takes a bit of time and you, no one can backtest for you. You have to do the work, right? Yeah, yeah. And knowing like the personality of each, uh, I guess, currency pair. Like mm-hmm. for me personally, let's say if, if I'm trading any Kiwi or Aussie pair, I have sort of like a rule that I follow, which is like I don't take any risk entries unless I see a double top, double bottom. I wouldn't mm-hmm. just take it like based off one uh, retracement candle versus let's say like if it's euro dollar and it's like the third touch of a structure, I don't mind taking the retracement candle there. And it's just like, I've noticed through backtesting that, again, Kiwi pairs and Aussie pairs, they just react better to double tops and double bottoms when it's a risk entry versus, again, one like little rejection there. See, um, see take note, guys and girls. <laughs> probably, <laughs> probably just save people, you know, nine hours of backtesting on one thing. But it's, yeah. you know, it's just like that. It's just having that conversation there, just that tiny little thing. And that one more thing, like to tie into that real quick, like let's say if, if, if Aussie dollar, if it does take off based off one touch and doesn't do a double top, then just wait for the continuation. Like there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> You're still going to benefit from the, from the impulsive move. Just wait for the continuation. 
No fear so, of missing so, out. So don't rush it. You no need yeah. to rush it. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, I think that's the most important thing, just knowing that you don't need to rush it. We often want to pick the tops, pick the bottoms. You know, I can even be guilty of that sometimes. That's fine. That's just, you know, that's our, our nature. But at the same time, understand that there is there is nothing wrong at all with waiting for the first impulse for confirmation. If that's more within your personality, then stick to that. Don't try to be like somebody else. Don't focus on, you know, the big figures or I have to hit that. Focus on the processes like what we've been talking about, backtesting, forecasting. As you can see, the root of all the success comes from having great processes. How have you found your sort of processes have, have changed at all? Have they got better, more efficient? Yeah, definitely better, more efficient, especially since I went full-time um, mm -hmm. back in January of this year. I, what's it called? Like, I was able to spend more time reviewing content because honestly, I, I would spend about 12 hours a day with commute, just working. <laughs> and then mm -hmm. I would get home, I would rush me doing analysis and then I'll go work out and then I'll come back and it's already like 10, 11 PM. And I'm just like exhausted throughout the day, but I'll still like watch the videos, but I wouldn't spend as much time as I wanted to, so I can absorb as much value. Um, mm -hmm. except like on the weekends, that's a different story on the weekends. I'll spend a lot of hours just reviewing everything because <laughs> mm -hmm. um, that's honestly the only time I had, but yeah, since I've gone full time, I'm, I'm able to just, I guess, be more efficient with my time. Like, literally by noon i'm done with anything that has to do with uh with uh what's it called my daily goals uh mm -hmm. with like working out trading jumping on calls with people which is huge and i i recommend that to everybody you know you have this community here in falcon take advantage of it jump on calls with other members um because you can learn from people you can have the accountability partner um or you could help somebody out you know you could just share your experience and help them out so definitely jump on calls um but yeah, so like my routine, again, I'm, I'm able to save up so much time because I'm not working and I'm just focused on trading for like the first half of my day. And then the second half, I'll just, you know, spend time with my parents or spend time with my girlfriend or do whatever I want. And then at night, I get back on the charts and update my analysis, probably watch a trade recap, a webinar or whatever it is. Love that. Love that. And I, and I love the first part about what you said, you know, you just, you, you've, you've done it from very, from pretty much day one. You've always jumped on calls to people, always had that good hearted nature to just want to help people out and understand that the more you give is the more that you receive, you know, you could say one thing that helps somebody out, you know, and connecting with people in the communities. It's one of the most important things. Trading can be a lonely game, you know, you have such an inspiring, incredible community around you and you back that with, you know, having great processes, like you said, great routines, how yours have just grown and become more efficient over time. I think that's mm -hmm. just a natural progression. And when you can connect with people on that same level, you realize that everybody goes through the same struggles, but you're in a safe environment. You know, you're on the right path. You don't need to rush it. It's going to happen for you. It just might not happen in the exact time frame that you want it to, but you need yeah. to, you need to give yourself more time. Right. What would you say is that what's the one thing, you know, you've seen this community grow. What's the, is there any things that stick out for you about the Falcon community of what you personally enjoy about it? Yeah, yeah. And I know a lot of people say this, but honestly, it's just so true that there's no ego involved. You know, mm -hmm. you, you, I talk, I've spoken to so many members and everybody's just willing to learn and improve themselves, which is just amazing to surround yourself with, right? Because if you have somebody who's trying to be better every month, trying to be better every year, you want to be better every year, every month, or whatever it is. You don't want to be that lazy person in the background where everybody else is just taking advantage of all these videos that you guys put out. Um, you want to be like at the top of the game because... I don't know, at least for me, like I'm a pretty competitive person, let's say. Um, mm -hmm. So it's not like that I want to do better than somebody else. But if I see somebody hitting like 15, 20% a month, I ask myself in my head, like, shit, like, why, why can't I do that? You know, I'm just like anybody else. I just had to put in the time, you know? So 
that that's like the best part about this community there's, there's no ego involved it's just like everybody wants to get better and everybody wants to help each other out yeah i i love that and, and even the people that are at the what i would say not the top of the game because i never think that anybody's at the top of their game mm-hmm. and because you can always learn i'm not at the top of my game i can always improve but just even then the people that are are, are doing really really well they always understand that they can improve and they have that that student mindset that you can always keep learning you can keep growing and yeah and i, I want to say is uh, there you know yeah no i, I want to say that's because of you honestly mark because your energy i guess it just it's uh what's what's that word <laughs> I, can't, I can't think of a word but it's it attracts other people you know like it's it just uh it leaks into the community let's say like everybody wants to be like you and when they see you improving every month or improving every year they start thinking like wow if my coach is still doing better every year that means i can still grow once i'm at his level right because you, you've been training for like 10 years now right so it's like what, what i know that once i'm training for 10 years i could still grow or once I reach your level, I could still grow, which is amazing to know. <laughs> There's no I really, cap I really, at all. I really appreciate that. I really appreciate the kind words. It's uh, very, very something that was very important to me from day one, you know, because I knew this industry wasn't really, it was, the industry is very ego-based, you know. That's not my type of personality. I'm not a flashy type show type person. I like to keep myself low-key. And the, the, the message I really wanted to push more so than anything else, which I think is the most important message, is just forget about what anyone else thinks. Stop trying to impress people just be open, be vulnerable. You know, there's true strength and vulnerability. Falcon is not just about, you know, trading education. It's more than that. You know, the amount of conversations, people that I've had with people that, you know, they're close to giving up, you know, not just on trading on other things as well. And, you know, we've turned that around. It's, it's, it's an environment where you can feel safe to be the best version of yourself and keep growing and knowing that people around you are going to clap for your success. Not that yeah. people are going to sit there being bitter thinking, oh, how is he or she hitting 15%? I'm not doing that. Well, you know, that, that can't be right or something like They just, they get inspired by that because they think that, do you know what? This person's not showing off. This, he, I know he's, he's just showing me that he's hit 15%, but the energy that I get from that person is that they're, they're just happy and like I'm excited for them and I'm going to do the same thing in the future. And I think when you create that environment, it's infectious. And yeah. That, that environment is infectious for you to grow. You just think, well, I'm just going to help that person because that's going to pay me dividends in the future. You keep growing, you know, and it's a, it's a great feeling to authentically be happy for people. Like when you mentioned to me about the investment, instantly I'm thinking, I remember our first call. That's sick. Like that, <laughs> that, that pumps me up so much and it just inspires me to just keep doing exactly what I'm doing and the reasons why I started this project in the first place, you know? I just, I just, I just knew that it was going to create incredible stories and I've heard so many. So it's awesome to see people like yourself. Like it's the ones that stick with it. You know, you get the system hoppers, you get those kind of people. They just won't stick at one thing. You get people that blame, blame strategy, blame people. You get people that don't take full responsibility for their actions. I feel like you've been one of those people from day one where you've always taken full responsibility because you know, it's always been on the tip of, tip of your tongue. If I put in the time, then I can do it too. That's the type of person I see in your language straight away. Like, you know, that this is down to you. And I think the younger generation, sometimes they get very confused by that. They're always looking for the reason why it hasn't happened for them. And the truth is, whether you're 30 years old, 40 years old, or 22, like it's on you, you know? Mm-hmm. Very true, very true. And I do weekly calls with uh, two Miami members here, uh, George nice. and JP. And one of them actually, he's going to have his first double digit month since joining Falcon. And he joined Falcon Sick. towards the beginning of this year. So like, I, I was just so happy to see that because of, uh, all right. He, I, I could tell like he puts in the work. He, he asks a lot of detailed questions. You know, he's asking, how can I improve my routine? What's this, what's the next 1% tweak? 
you know, like nice. can you review my trades that I've taken and stuff like that. And those are the type of things that, that I love seeing, you know, when somebody asks me that, like, oh, can you review my trades? What can I do better? And sometimes he doesn't need to do anything better. Uh, sometimes mm -hmm. it just, the market is what it is. But um, just knowing that he's trying to improve himself, it just, it really makes me happy. And I tell both of them, like, oh, I know, like, by the end of the year, you guys are going to be in, like, in a different world with your training results. Because obviously <laughs> they're still learning, like, um, all, all the in and outs about Falcon. But, like, by the yes. end of the year, they're going to be a completely different person with, uh, with trading. Yeah, that that's insane. And I know you've you know helped them out a lot, which is uh, I appreciate that, and I'm sure they do as well. And it's crazy to see that, honestly. Uh, like literally, when we sent out the survey recently, I was mm -hmm. blown away by the level of like I, I knew there was a very high ratio of consistency, but I didn't realize it was this high. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize it was this high, and that that, that just shows you the movement of what's happening. Not everybody's going to get it. it. Doesn't mean that you know we have a hundred percent success rate. That's ridiculous. Because some people just, it just hasn't happened for them yet. And what tends to happen is that for the people that hasn't happened for them yet, they shout the loudest, right? If it hasn't happened for you yet, you want to air that a lot. But I think it's really important for you to take a step back if it hasn't happened for you to realize there are many, many people doing this every single day and have done it for months. And it's important for you to start asking the right questions. Take a step back and think, right, why has it not happened for me yet? Maybe I'm early on in the process. Maybe I just don't have the right routine. Maybe I just haven't put in the time. Start asking questions that are going to be thought-provoking for you so you can take responsibility because I promise you, all of you have the potential to do it. Anybody can be a successful trader, but you have to have the right mentality, the right work ethic, and you have to start asking really good questions. And sometimes you're, you're tweaked. You could be someone right now sitting there thinking, oh, I'm struggling or it hasn't happened for me yet. You might just be 1%. You know, you're so close. You just need to ask a few good questions that's going to keep you on track, put you in line, and realize, oh, that's all I need to do. Just a few little tweaks so I can see where I was going wrong now, right? Have you found that as well? You know, something that any advice that you could give to the community? Is it sometimes small tweaks, big tweaks? What have you sort of seen? Yeah, no, definitely. Small tweaks over time lead to just one big change. That's, that's, mm. that's how it's always been, and that's how it's always going to be with anything that you did in life. Um, let's say, and, and I know that came, I guess, from like a fitness mentality because I work out a lot and I apply a lot of discipline that I've gone in from fitness to trading and i noticed nice. like you know if, if i don't try to change not that i need to change up my whole workout routine but sometimes you need to change do little changes here and there sometimes you need to work out uh need to focus on other muscles because you know this muscle might get larger than another one or whatever um mm -hmm. but basically like with trading you want to make sure that just like you said you're focusing on improving improving and not focusing i guess not asking yourself like the wrong questions but asking yourself the right questions um and it's it's just like so key um like every month i look back and i'm like okay what can i do better um oh and real quick so that ties into a process that i do so basically like every weekend and every month i review what happened for that month in the markets i'll look at all mm -hmm. the potential trades that i missed out i'll look at all the trades that i've taken i'll look at the management that comes with that and that way i'm always at the top of my game and i'll pick up little things here and there. like okay you know i'm noticing that this pair is getting more corrective so I don't need it. I don't need to trade that pair that much. I noticed that Euro pound is in a key area. So I want to take advantage of that, you know, cause I want to take advantage of that impulsive. Like, I don't want to look back and go like, why didn't I trade this? <laughs> and the only way for me to be on top of my game is if I review. So definitely like just take time to review and look at the little 1% tweaks. Um, and, and again, the only way to look at the 1% tweaks is if you review and ask yourself the right questions.
Love that. Love that. It's such a simple thing, but that's so powerful. I'd highly mm-hmm. recommend guys and girls for you, those of you that are listening, especially in the Falcon community, take notes of all these little details because it's these little details that compound. Uh, Caesar, before, before we finish up, because it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the podcast, was there anything, I know you had a few questions uh, that you wanted to ask. Is there anything uh, in particular that you wanted to ask before we finished up or any words of wisdom you wanted to leave with the community? I, I just want to ask you, um, Really, I guess two quick questions. Uh, I was curious on how you balance your social life with trading. Um, and if there's anything that you're working on improving with your trading, or I guess, have there been any obstacles that you've uh, overcome through trading so far, like in, in the last year or so? Good, good questions, Ray. So essentially to the, the fu- to the first part of it, right? So uh, in terms of my own trading, right, we'll go into that part, is if there's anything that I'm working on, really processes what I've become really, really obsessed with lately and any, I would say hurdles has been routine. Definitely. So I've always been somebody that, you know, I tend to change my routine a lot and that's normally because I have lots of other projects going on. So it can't always be diligent where it's exactly the same because each day is different. And I accept that, you know, I've, I've got other projects on the go. I get it. Right. But the most important thing for me is to almost accept that and think, well, when that happens, I don't judge myself. I don't, because all of us do it, right? And even though I achieved my goals, I still found myself, you know, kind of taking a step back and thinking, yeah, but I, I didn't get up at the exact time that I wanted to. And I start judging myself. I think, what am I doing? I'm, I'm still achieving some crazy stuff here. Stop judging yourself just because you can't have the perfect routine. You have to understand what comes with the territory, right? And I, I accept what comes with the territory of running other businesses, property, things like that. Not everything's convenient. Life isn't going to be convenient. Sometimes I'm up till 3 a.m. And I've still got to get up at 6 a.m. because I've got to go do something. I've got a meeting somewhere. I accept that that day is going to be a little bit where I might be slightly tired. I might have two coffees that day to get through (laughs) it. And then I sleep earlier that night. You know, it's understanding that you need some flexibility, if that makes sense. Mm, That's that's, 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 that's the most important part. With with social life, you know, you mentioned about the social life. How do I kind of balance uh, social life with what I do and things like that? I would say that it's not that it's taking a backseat, but I'm very selective with who. Who I spend my time with because energy is a big thing for me. You know, something don't, people don't talk about enough, but you know, like when you come into a room with people, right, you get a sense of energy from someone mm-hmm. that that's a real thing. So I'm really, really particular with my energy of who I spend my time with. So of course I've got, a, I've got a select two group of friends. Do I see them every single week? No, because I'm still working on other things. I spend a lot of time with family and I'm always working on projects and things like that. But social life, it was, it's not something that I had to, balance if you like it's more now i spend time with people that are important to me and you know i have a close group of friends that i will pick the times when you know it's convenient for both of us that we spend time and things like that but i don't have this regular kind of i don't think there is no, there's no such thing as a balance you know people want this work-life balance social life balance but the truth is on your way to the top there isn't that that doesn't exist and if you want this kind of you're perfect it's almost like you're you're trying to get ripped right but you want to bulk at the same time that's very difficult i'm sure what well, you know one crazy genetic person has probably done it but you know for the majority, <laughs> you can't have one without the other you know you, you can't just you can't bulk and get temp, stay at seven percent body fat the whole way through you have to give some sort of sacrifice if you like and i think that wherever you want to go whatever ambition whatever ambitions that you have if you want to be a billionaire for example then guess what you're going to be sacrificing a ton there's going to be something along the way. You got to sacrifice a lot. You do, won't be going out at all. But the way I see it right now, that I'm not focused on 
social life or balance or anything like that. My main goal is becoming the best version of myself, figuring out better processes. The struggle I would say was my routines, but I've figured out better processes and not judge myself and realize that, you know, it's important to even take a look and say, wow, I've made this progression. I constantly remind myself of the amount of progression I'm making that keeps me focused all the time, keeps me grateful, keeps me humble for where I am. And also realizing that I'm just going to keep pushing and keep going. I've got some massive, massive goals that some people wouldn't even fathom of what I want to achieve. But do you know what? That's for me. And I'm just going to keep going. If it means I have to take a few sacrifices along the way, if it means I have to miss a few birthdays, a few parties, all that kind of stuff, well, I'm going to be the one that's happy in the future when I can provide for my family even further. I can inspire more people, you know? So it's about, I think, as an individual, you need to make a decision. What's more important? You know, and I know this is more important to me for right now because I know I'm going to be able to give back so much more in the future. And sometimes a few things have to take a back seat. Love that, man. Love that. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. And honestly, if you don't mind, I just want to take a few quick seconds just to kind of, again, thank you for everything you've done. Um, you just changed so many lives and you changed my life. Um, I, I had a goal of going full time by the age of 25, which back then I thought was crazy. And I was able to go full time with trading by the age of 23. So again, I appreciate everything that you've done, all the, all the videos that you put out, the Falcon team, all the work that everybody puts in, the coaches, uh, the, the meetups that you do, even though you don't have to do the meetups, but you do it because you want to. I appreciate that. And uh, oh, I'm awesome. really excited. <laughs> no, I'm really excited to meet you in person because I know we're going to have even more amazing conversations uh, in person. hundred <laughs> percent. Honestly, I, I appreciate all, like I said, all the kind words that you said, myself and the Falcon team, you know, we appreciate things like that. And it goes without saying, you know, it's the best feeling in the world for me to to see you achieve things like that. And everything that we put out always comes from a place of value. You know, how can we authentically change that person's life? And if it's not derived from that question, then we don't do it. Purely about how, where's the value? How is that going to impact someone's life? And that's what we continue to do. Innovate, 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 and always bring that more value. So no, I, honestly, we really appreciate it. I appreciate it and everything that you do for the community. I, I think this podcast has been insane. It's been very raw and natural. All of the, all of the, all the, all of the tipsies that you've brought on, I think the community and even traders that are not in the Falcon community will understand, you know, the energy that you bring and all of the tips, they can take tons of value away from it. So I appreciate you coming on the podcast and sharing those little tweaks because I know they might seem obvious to you and you've, you've achieved a lot of success, but there's going to be so many people that take those tweaks and think, well, I haven't done that. That was, I didn't even think of that. And, they, and that's going to change their lives. So well, I appreciate that. And before we finish up, one thing I would say, it would be epic, you know, to catch up within the next couple of months or something like that, have you back on the podcast, because especially as you're leading up towards that kind of investor capital route, when you get that, it'd be awesome to see how that's going. I'm sure people would be super curious, you know, once you get that capital after three months, how did you get on? Any struggles to kind of share that value? If you'd be open to doing that in the future, we can definitely revisit some topics. Yeah, man. Sounds good. Sounds good. I'll be excited for that too. Awesome. Awesome. Well, again, Thanks. Appreciate it, Caesar. Cannot wait to catch up with you soon. Of course, meet you in person, which uh, hopefully we're coming out to the US soon, maybe towards the end of the year. And I know Miami is <laughs> going to be one of the key places. So I'm, I'm really, really, really excited to meet in person. Same, same, brother. I might be out there towards the end of the year, uh, towards like New Year's. So nice. I'll, I'll let the Falcon community know and I'll let you know. Epic, epic. Love that. Sounds good. Well, again, appreciate it. Have an incredible day at your end and I'll speak to you soon. All right. You too.